Welcome to your last podcast, the last podcast in the game, but the first you should listen to. I'm your host, Colton Simpson. And with me this week, he's our resident audiophile, William Ham Clark. <laughs> and always in my corner, we have the amazing Grace Tatigen. Hello, hello. And last but certainly not least, down there at the other end of the table, it's Mr. Listen himself, Josh Ray. What are you at? So what is your last podcast? We're a conversational podcast where every week each of us brings a topic of conversation to argue amongst ourselves and talk it out for your amusement. If you like that, be sure to subscribe to the podcast feed to never miss a new episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a like, comment, and subscribe. And if you have a couple of bucks to toss our way or you're feeling generous, you can always head on over to patreon.com slash your last podcast and uh, help support the show. <laughs> Please, sir. And we have a very special episode for you guys this week. Oh my god. <laughs> Those I, are so horrible. Oh my jeez, I think I think Belltone is going to make a few dollars for hearing these after this. Got to get rid of those before we go on. But yeah, we, ha- <laughs> we have a very special episode for you guys this week. We actually made it to the 10th episode, which, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's definitely been some trials and tribulations <laughs> along the way. Uh, I didn't always think we were going to make it to 10 episodes. <laughs> so the fact that we're here is it's quite an achievement in and of itself. Um Throughout the episode, you guys have watched uh, 17,600 minutes of us just sitting around a table talking. Uh, we got 1,400 views, 250 plays on podcast services, and we're sitting at 48 subscribers on YouTube. So if you're holding out, <laughs> now's your we time need, to shine. We need two more. <laughs> so uh, before we get into the topics this week, we we're just kind of going to talk about the last 10 episodes of the show, you know, for 10, 15 minutes, whatever it takes to kind of go over some of just the behind the scenes things of your last podcast and what it takes to run every week. Like, Without Ham doing the audio and fixing it up every week, we kind of sound like this. You know, if we're just taking the camera audio and obviously this coming out doesn't sound very good. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Or like before Mm. the color grading is done and we kind of adjust the lighting and, you know, crop in where, you know, you see all of this, which, you know, you might be able to see a bit of the couch over there, maybe the refrigerator on Josh's angle. It's not quite as glamorous like before we actually do all the editing. I don't know. We're pretty glamorous Man, you're on your own for this (laughs) one. Me and Grace look good. (laughs) Always. But there's just a lot of work that goes into the show every week that I, I just thought it'd be fun to talk about. Just some of the things and, you know, bump along the road of getting a show out to you guys every Wednesday at 4.30. Walking down memory lane. Just reminiscing. Grace, what about you? Do you have anything to kind of kick it off down memory lane? Uh, well, it, it's interesting. When we got started, so in my job, I've had to travel a lot more than I anticipated. Before mm-hmm. we started going, I was set to go on two trips. We're episode 10 now, so within 10 weeks, I have been to Hornerbrook, I've been to Halifax, I've been to Ottawa, I've been to Montreal. So it's been really hard to work around my travel schedule. It's been very hard to establish like a regular recording schedule. Like Mm -hmm. I remember we all have different work schedules too, completely different. I remember within the first couple episodes, we were hoping just to be like every Sunday morning is when we record (laughs) or every Monday evening or, you know, Friday mornings or something. But it's just been a nightmare establishing yeah, it every really week. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, just working around Grace's schedule or yeah. Ham working his 3 to 11s or Josh and I schedules, you know, works pretty well for the podcast. But Yeah, you two have flexible schedules, yeah. more or less, and then Ham's schedule is pretty much Rigid, opposite of mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, think about it. When we lived together, I would go, like, two weeks without seeing you. Yeah. For instance, <laughs> like, so it's kind of hard to, to schedule time to sit down and chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to... It's definitely hard to get together, but... It's it's worth. Yeah, it's worth. worth it. Yeah, but just like some of the things like every single week, like the very first episode of the show, which I was so excited for. But if you actually go back and look, we missed the Wednesday all entirely. We actually didn't launch until Thursday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was very upset about that. I wanted to make sure that we were consistent the entire way through. Always Wednesdays at 430. But the first episode of the show, we actually had to re-record in its entirety. And do why did we have to re-record it? Do because anybody? Ham's phone stopped recording. Oh, yeah. Ham- it yeah. recorded 14 yeah. minutes and then just turned off. Yeah, we were using Ham's phone as one of these extra cameras yeah. and it just stopped recording. So we had to re-record the entire episode. You know, we had to rehear Josh's fursona story, which, you know, what is it? Jibber? Jiffer? Jibber the antelope. <laughs> yeah, we had to re- And Ralph, I'm, I've recently transitioned to Ralphie the Mooks, but anyways, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah, we had, we had to like re-record That's... all of that and- Every single week, it's just been... It's been something. It's been something. Oh, we've been week. dodging more fucking icebergs into Titanic. And it's just like, that's not the first time that we had to re-record. And it certainly won't be the last either. Yeah. Well, that's uh, the thing. Like, the audience be. doesn't know. Like, even though we're celebrating the 10th episode, we've actually recorded 14 episodes now. 
we had an alpha episode, which was just, I think, us sitting around the table, kind of oriented in this way with a, a phone in the middle, just making sure we can actually talk to each other for an hour. We had another one, which was just kind of setting up the camera, like the big camera and the lights, trying to get us used to that. And then, you know, we had to re-record episode one. And there was another episode along the way that we had to re-record. But I think that one actually turned out better when yeah, we re-recorded it. it. Yeah. So that wasn't quite as a travesty. But every single week, there's something, whether oh, or not... Yeah. Whether it's one of the cameras dying, whether it's the rendering time, which takes six to seven hours. Ham failing. spilling his coffee all over the table. And <laughs> yeah. we, had to re- we had to record with a soaking wet tablecloth. Uh, and I'm sitting really here that. like itching. But yeah. she, abs- she absorbed down through oh, yeah. the tablecloth and morphed into the wood and started dripping down into the interface. And, yeah. You know, yeah. And then oh, there was, nightmare. wasn't there? No, that was the same time when it kind of got yes, on. What a tangle to be yeah. in that one. Oh, you, were, oh, you, yeah. you weren't in the best mood when we started that recording, but no. it's just. Every single week, there's been something, and it's been a it's been a lot of work. Like the first episode, it took me 38 hours straight. Like I didn't sleep to edit it, and now you know this. Now that we're kind of getting into the swing of things, you know, I can do an episode in probably 12 hours, and you know, a couple you take an hour to eat there, but it's still it's a, a lot to handle every single week while we're doing this. Yeah, you definitely do a lot of work. Yeah, I, I'm I'm flat out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday yeah, every single you, week. You do the like we show up, but you do everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, in terms of the post process, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly can't have an in- interesting conversation about myself for an hour. I mean, I need Mr. Man over there at the end of the table for that. <laughs> yeah. At least him. We have had many interesting conversations at Tim Hortons. So. Couple, a f- few, a time or two in the corner in Tim Hortons watching ambulances go by. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later when we get to my topic. <laughs> <laughs> but, Josh, you have anything you want to point out, like with the show, like anything that you maybe you really enjoyed doing or maybe some some things that you didn't realize that were going to be so much work getting into it or well the biggest thing for me was i didn't anticipate the reactions mm-hmm. from mostly to be fair mostly people from back home but there are a lot of you out there that live a long ways away that i did not anticipate watching this and you know once you start getting some feedback and you start getting people that are paying attention to what you're doing it sort of puts the squeeze on you to make mm-hmm. sure that listen you know this guy really liked or this girl really liked this part of this show. So now I got to sort of, you know, I'm a bit of a competitive person anyway. So I got to try to one up that story next time. I got to yeah. try to deliver on that same quality. You know, I can't, can't fall down on my knees. Right. So that was, that's sort of something that's a little bit challenging for me is like, fuck, I got to come up with a good answer for that now. You know, <laughs> there's more of a competition with myself than anything else. But even just with regards to like what Grace was saying, I remember there was a point there back in early March where she was gone out of town for work. I was gone out of town for work. And, you know, we had to record like what, three episodes in the three span episodes, of a yeah. week and a half, something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a lot of work. Hey, eh, boy. Yeah. Like, sometimes yeah. it's hard to get enthusiastic when like you've just recorded one, like you've put on this face and been laughing and joking. And it's like, okay, now we got to sit down. We got to do it all over again. It's, yeah. it's yeah, tough. Well, that, that, that's the, yes, the catastrophes. Like that time we when we recently recorded an episode and the audio was gone. Yeah, well, I mean, it was you, right? Like, yeah, well, jo- always. Josh is cursed, like with oh, his yes. audio. Like if you go back and listen to episode two, I think if you listen to Josh just specifically, like mm-hmm. the entire episode, he's basically drowned out by the end of it. Like yeah. he just he just keeps canceling himself out throughout the entire episode. That's like, half because he's so Jesus loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that episode is just his audio just straight up didn't record. And obviously we can't have an episode of Josh sitting over there talking and you can't really hear him. But yeah. I, I don't know. You could have like a subtitled episode or something <laughs> like that. See how that goes anyways. Yeah, it's just it is a struggle to come up with topics every single week. I know all of us care about the quality of the show and making sure we have the best things chosen mm-hmm. every week. But it's just sometimes we pick a topic and we think it's going to go off great. And it just doesn't wind up. Yeah, when it falls flat. When it falls flat, it's just, it's really disheartening. And sometimes we actually structure the show around like, oh, okay, you know, Josh has a good topic this week. Let's lead with that because it's funny. And then we wind up being more serious about it. Or like last week when I chose a Star Wars topic where Josh and I can wax on about that for two hours and, you know, have an interesting conversation to ourselves. It might fall a bit flat once I rewatch it. So there's definitely episodes where after we finish recording, I feel like, that was a good episode. And then when I'm watching it back, I'm like, oh, my God, it falls a little bit flat. So that's something we're always trying to make the best episode mm-hmm. for everybody to watch. It's just, you know, every now and then, if you're recording an hour show every week, not everyone can be amazing. Not everyone could have gibber the antelope over there. You know, <laughs> we're trying, though. We're trying. <laughs> Never give up. But yeah, in terms of watching yourself too, anyone else find that's a 
funny, strange thing to watch yourself. I certainly did for the first couple hours, but as weird as it is, you sort of get used to seeing yourself. Like at first you're wondering, what are you doing? Scratching your cheek or itching your arse or something, right? Like you can just sort of hone in on yourself. But with regards to at this point now, I just watch it and more often than not, I don't even really pay attention to what I'm doing or what everyone's doing because I'm just listening to the content Mm -hmm. and looking for the reactions more so than anything right yeah like when i'm editing it every week it it had to become something very quick that is like i just don't care what i look like anymore like obviously yes i put on a button-up shirt and make sure my hair is nice but if i wind up doing something stupid throughout the episode i'm like leaning and grace is having a good good story i have to cut the grace and give her her (laughs) camera right it's like if i look stupid it doesn't matter or like if ham's over there playing with his eyebrows and josh is (laughs) josh is telling a good story we're gonna have to focus on that regardless if it doesn't look the best you know it's just you definitely get used to watching yourself and just kind of being like, well, it's for the good of the show. Whatever looks the best. If I look stupid or something, it's yeah. as long as it's for the good of the show. It makes you very conscious of what you're doing. Like the first couple of times we recorded, I was like, my posture is terrible. Oh, yeah. So now I'm I work really hard to sit up straight. And even still, I'll find like I'll I'll look at the video later, parts of the video and go. Man, I'm slumped over again. I just have yeah. What I mean, geez, I mean you're like a, a toothbrush over there compared to I'm humped over like quasi. I'm trying. Notre Dame. I'm trying. Hey, <laughs> yeah, you can definitely see a lot of this throughout. You know, everyone yeah. adjusting their posture throughout. We watch. I mean, yeah, we're very cognizant of how we're holding ourselves. And I mean, I think for the first couple episodes, most of us were just gripping the mugs the entire time because we just weren't feeling natural. You know, in front of the camera. Well, and, and and yeah, that that's a large part of the struggle is getting used to talking. In front of the camera and talking to you guys, right? I mean, there's three cameras recording us here right now. It's very yeah. difficult to sort of not deal with it. I mean, I can stand up in front of a classroom of youngsters and teach, but delivering in front of three cameras and there's no one there, it's like a scary, silent mm-hmm. audience, right? Yes. Especially with someone like yourself, because you actually play to the cameras as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I hate having to talk to the cameras as I do the yeah, intro. I never do. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's too much. But Mr. Man over there is just, sometimes when he's into his story, he kind of brings the audience in on the story, which is that's such a great part about like Josh when he's telling stories, right? Like he includes the audience members. That's really good. But yeah, one of the biggest wrenches for sure throughout the case of the show came from Mr. Man over here. And literally after episode three, which if you go back and watch, it's the episode where Ham literally talks about his his audio recording and like what he wants to do as a dream. It's fucking ironic, wasn't it? Oh, my God. (laughs) Mr. Man drops the bombshell on us that he wants to leave the show. He doesn't want anything to do with it anymore. Couldn't handle fame. Yeah, he was was too glamorous. (laughs) The fame and fortune that was coming his way. He just couldn't handle it. But yeah, all the prying eyes episode three like i remember that was when josh and i had the interview we had the interview with what was it cbc cbc yeah, yeah. like labrador morning which i don't know where that is by the way they should <laughs> put that up online I'm like, Boys, get look, on that i'm gonna tell get you something that. now listen hold on now when we were sat in that audio booth they ran into a clusterfuck of audio problems and yeah. as bad as it was in delaying uh, us it made me feel a lot better oh yeah because sure. i was sort of like jesus like Here's CBC fucking up their audio. I don't feel so bad about Ham arsing around on it on his laptop now and us losing a portion of it or whatever, because here's a professional outlet and they're oh, running yeah. into just as much trouble as we are. They were like good 10, 15 minutes trying to set up the call for our interview, right? Like it was it was quite a mess when we were there. Ham, do you have anything you want to say before we kind of move on? Or? Uh, in terms of, okay, I just want to like stress the fact that like the audio in here is a dumpster fire. <laughs> We record in our kitchen. Hey, don't ruin the magic. Shh. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, Expensive studio that we rent in a kitchen. <laughs> yeah. So um, the audio isn't always the best to work with, but it's we we get around that. You guys do a good job. We get around that. I think it works. I mean, I'm very particular when it comes to everything. As you know, when we were talking about our biggest flaws there an episode or two ago, whenever it was, you know, it's out there in the open. So when Ham gives me a cut of the audio, you know. Sometimes I make him go over it two or three more times, and I'm sure he's not the most happy about that. No, well, I'm. It's not that I'm not happy about it. It's just, uh, if we had a studio, you wouldn't have these issues, is what you're saying. Yeah, it'd be it'd be easier to cut things out, and sometimes it's just legit the room. Mm-hmm. But that's that's all we can do. Yeah, for now, this is what we have to deal with. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, in terms of the show, we're going to keep having new episodes every week. Hopefully we'll be here for episode 20 or 25. I don't know if we'll celebrate every 10 episodes, but <laughs> no. you know, with that, we'll just move into the show. Cause I said, we got a jam packed episode. So we still have our four topics mm-hmm. like we do every single week. And I think this week I'm the one kicking it off. Yeah. Right? You are. yeah so, uh, my topic, it's just once again, another movie topic, but 
I feel like this is a movie topic that we can't ignore, even though Josh is not a fan of what I'm about to say. Regardless of how you feel about the Marvel movies, it's the first time in cinematic history, like in movies been around for like 100 years, that we've had 22 movies all joined together leading up to and culminating in one final huge movie. So what they call that is a cinematic universe. So for my topic, I kind of wanted to ask, what is the worst cinematic universe you can think of? So take a couple of properties, jam them together. They don't have to be movies. They can be whatever you think of to kind of make the worst cinematic universe you can imagine. So, you know, think of the Conjuring series. That's a good cinematic universe. You want to think of a bad one? Think of those mummy <laughs> movies with Tom <laughs> what are you Cruise. Talking about? Great. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like that was supposed to be a cinematic universe. What was the first one that uh, Skipper Deer? He's a Canadian fella. He was in the first mummy. What was that one called? Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Oh, I yeah. liked that one. That was deadly. He's got no hair now, though. Is he gone? Yeah. That's all right. He's still good, though, eh, boy? <laughs> still trust him to take out the boys in Egypt? But yeah. It's funny. Brendan Fraser fits into my answer to your well, question. jump in. Don't oh, leave. Go us. in. Jump yeah, in. jump okay. in, boy. So when I was thinking about cinematic universes, strangely enough, the first one that came to mind was Looney Tunes. <laughs> I'm okay. thinking Brendan Fraser was in Looney Tunes back in action. And they so do you ever see Looney Tunes back in action? Oh yeah, oh no, fantastic movie, fantastic movie. It's like part live action, part Looney Tunes, and Space Jam almost. Kind of like Space Jam, kind of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So I was like, okay, they've done this before. It's you know this is not unheard of. But what am I going to mash up with Looney Tunes that just would be terrible? Um, and so I was thinking a lot about the shows I watch and a lot of the shows that I watch are not really popular shows as yeah. Colton always laughs at yeah. me for. So I decided to pick a franchise that I am familiar with and is quite popular, even though I am sure none of you have seen it. I'm thinking Looney Tunes and Sex in the City is just. I was actually be, thinking that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Not I'm both just, of them. You what, yes. what are you thinking about? What are you, you thinking actually, about You had thought to combine those two. When when you were talking about Looney Tunes, yeah. Oh yes. Oh my god. I'm just and there's a one episode in particular that really made me think of it. Uh, I won't get into all the details, but Carrie decides to go and pitch a book to a publisher, not realizing the publisher is a children's publisher, and she goes in to pitch this like bodice ripping, steamy romance. Mm -hmm. Realizes it's a children's publisher, and so she makes up the story on the spot about little Kathy and her magic cigarettes, and she smokes these cigarettes and can go anywhere she wants. And I was just kind of like picturing that, but like animated, or like maybe there's Bugs Bunny and a dress behind her with her Chanel bag or something like that. I was like, this could be terrible. This could just be so awful, and yet. I don't know, hit so many high points. Yeah, that sounds like another one of those mummy cinematic universes <laughs> where they manage to make one movie and that's it. It just dies and never never goes on. Uh, Ham, do you have an answer for the what is the worst cinematic universe you can think of? Okay, so my answer like hinges on Michael Bay. So I wanted to combine the Transformers universe and his hideous ninja turtle universe oh and mash them up into one thing because <laughs> oh like God. neither of them are like particularly great films at all they're just lens flares explosions and it'd be like a cool like mix of like 80s meets 90s. What's interesting about that is you have two Megan Foxes in it. <laughs> oh my God. Was that the girl who got the toe thumbs? Yeah, that's yes, her. It yeah. is. Je Jennifer's body? Jessica's body? What was that? I, I think it's Jennifer's I'd, body. I'd let her touch, body. touch yeah. me with her toe thumbs. Oh, yes, sir. Yes. Bring it on. <laughs> Why not? Thumbs um, or not. <laughs> but no, I just, think, I just think that'd be great just because like they're both garbage movies and like you could just have like, you know, Ninja Turtles making like dumb jokes while like Optimus Prime goes on his like super serious spiels and I don't know they're both like really dumb really dumb movies and who's Mark Wahlberg's in them now yeah so you can bring Funny him you in Marky Mark Grace I'm gonna have to get you to get up can, oh my all can right you, can you go and reach underneath the cushion over there oh, this is gonna be good <laughs> yeah underneath hit the, it under the cushion yeah underneath the alarm clock there you go grab those pages and bring them over oh here oh my god are we being cast uh, so you're being cast in uh what my movie is going to be oh, oh brilliant uh grace i think you got the deepest voice on the panel oh, so excellent. i'll let you josh you can do a boston accent right boston <laughs> all right perfect get my cockies. and you have one line 
but it's very important. I think it's the last line, so don't worry about it, all right? Okay, okay, okay. Now, if, I don't know if this is going to work. I haven't pitched this to them at all, so this might be terrible, but that is the whole point of the, the topic, so I'll just go ahead and I'll start reading. It's two or three, four pages long, so just... It is bad. Wow, when you oh said you had a God. bit, you weren't kidding. No, yes. there's, there's are we getting paid bit. for this or what? <laughs> is this contract work? This is this is contracted work. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it works funny or it is funny. If not, maybe no one will ever see this. So no oh, pressure. What's this bit of bald head? Is that Brandon Fraser? Don't, don't, don't worry. I'll, I'll read it. So exterior street corner day. A jet black charger sits on the side of a quiet Los Angeles intersection. It's hood raised. A man labors over the engine, the mid-afternoon sun beating down on his bald head. That ought to do it. Perfect, Grace, perfect. <laughs> the hood slams shut, revealing a man that every teenage boy from the early 2000s idolized, Dominic Toretto. His signature wife beater, a cold corona in hand, a stoic yet confused look on his face that only the likes of Vin Diesel could muster. It's all there. He takes his seat behind the wheel and turns the keys. A dumb smile spreads across his face as he feathers the gas pedal and the V8 engine rumbles. I could get used to this. Because despite being in nine movies, he still hasn't. <laughs> his post-repair grin fades as the sound of a much clunkier engine fills his ears. His eyes widen. A ratty pickup truck pulls alongside him. Large sunglasses and a caterpillar ball cap glance across the front seat and out the passenger side window. Most people wouldn't know who the hell this is at a glance, but his voice that anyone would recognize. Hey, that's a sweet ride. <laughs> what the hell that was that? Awesome. Oh my God. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yep, that's Cade Yeager, played by none other than Marky Mark Wahlberg himself. Cade shakes his head, smiles. Say, you want a race? <laughs> I think I got Australian, but that's okay. <laughs> oh my God. Dom busts out laughing. What's so funny? I only race for pinks. So? So what am I going to do with that piece of junk? What? This thing? This thing here full of surprises? I think he's turned into Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> God. Crikey. Cade slaps the wheel and waits knowingly. Well, but if you're scared. <laughs> Dom sets his jaw. He ain't scared of nothing. He eyes the length of road ahead. I used to drag here back in high school. That railroad crossing up there is exactly a quarter mile away from here. On green, I'm going for it. Okay, buddy. Yeah, on green. Their engines rev, their tires peel, and on green, they're gone. Dom wheelies into an easy lead, shifting gears fastly and furiously. Cade <laughs> trails in the rear view mirror. Dom shifts into sixth gear and floors it, furthering his lead. But a strange noise pierces his ears. It sounds like it's coming from his engine. No, no, no. <laughs> Dom glances in his rear view, but Cade has vanished. What the? Dom swerves violently as a pair of huge robot <laughs> legs touch down in front of his car. It's a Transformer. I was hoping for Darth Maul. Robots <laughs> in disguise. The Transformer sprints at a breakneck pace, a pace that even Dom himself can barely keep up with. The railroad crossing ahead flashes. Come on. The train nears. Come on. Mirror steel. Come on. But he has no choice. He has to do the one thing he's never done before. Slam on the brakes. <laughs> The train passes mere inches away from his front bumper. He glances at the Transformer, also caught by the train, and just shakes his head. Then his eyes narrow. A transport truck in a rundown warehouse shutters. A Volkswagen bug left in a nearby lot does as well. Uh... They transform before his very eyes. His ex extensive auto mechanical knowledge has left him ill-equipped for this. He's left completely and utterly dumbfounded. The Transformers walk toward him, gather around his car. The train passes. Cade slips out of his Transformers cockpit, fixes his ball cap, his shades, he smirks. I told you this thing was full of surprises. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, that almost made me spill my beer. <laughs> Dom pulls from the bottle in his cup holder, calming his nerves but completely ignorant to the dangers of drinking and driving. <laughs> I guess it's a draw. <laughs> Dom nods, grips the wheel. Let's drive. You got it, Optimus. Autobots, roll out. The title card smashes onto screen. Fast formers. <laughs> Oh my Jesus! Did you oh, write this for me? I, I have a question. <laughs> Jesus! He's fixing his car at an intersection. So the reason why it had to be at an intersection, I realized after the point <laughs> was, is this is a throwback to like the first one of the first scenes in the first Fast and Furious mm. movie where Brian and Dom race. Do you remember it, Ham? Yeah. So I didn't realize in the scene, but he's at an intersection when the scene starts. 
because when he says like when this goes to red we have to drive mm-hmm. or when this goes to green we have to drive so i had to change it at an intersection which is why it's a sleepy los angeles <laughs> intersection because those movies take place in los angeles but yeah when i was thinking about this i didn't think about actually like writing a dumb four-page screenplay for have us read but i just thought those franchises transformers and fast and furious they are like ready to be jammed together. They've They're, gotten so similar. Well, that's the thing. Like the new uh, Fast and Furious movie, I think it's a spinoff called Hobbs and Shaw. They're like literally super soldiers now. They're like heroes, like, you know, like superheroes. So I think you can kind of jam both of those movies together. And I think I illustrated just perfectly how great they merge together with all the terrible dialogue. It's just, <laughs> oh, my God. I just I had to take the opportunity to do it. So I've only seen the one with the rat in it. Who's Dom? Is that Vin Diesel? That's Vin Diesel. Okay, yeah. now I know. So yeah, Vin Diesel's the I main guy. I can see why you I'm cast not gonna lie, me as I'm him. a bit fucking disappointed that it wasn't Tokyo Drift <laughs> involved in this at all. Is that the one <laughs> with the rat? There was no drifting. Now I think the rat is, is that the first one, Ham? The first Fast and Furious movie? Second Fast and Furious Second, movie. that's a really bad one. Oh, there we, I, I've they're just seen Miami. the one with the rat. But yeah, yeah. Kate, Cade Yeager, he's the new like person. He's the Shia LaBeouf of Transformers <laughs> now, but obviously I made him cooler and he's just like effortlessly working on vehicles all the time. He's super cheesy. So. I just had to take those two things, mash it together, and I thought it'd make for a funny little scene on the podcast. You know, I'll throw in Beautiful. some audio effects after it, and you know, just, hopefully it works. But. I, I want to know what happened to your accent, Josh. Well, by like, <laughs> what was that? It's hard to tra- It's hard to transform. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you have some acting chops, man. You sounded like Christopher Walken. <laughs> Christopher Walken. Oh, it's perfect. I turned around, and there he was. Go on. But but Josh. What, what's your answer to my question? What's the worst cinematic universe? So, I mean, my answer's so welfare for this, but I just couldn't think. I mean, I'm not a huge movie buff anyways as it is, but I thought to myself, okay, what is my all-time favorite movie? Jurassic Park, right? Right? Yeah. Right on. Okay, yeah. so, Jurassic Park. What is the shittiest piece of garbage I ever watched in my life? And I had to think. I've seen a lot lately. Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom? <laughs> Close. Close, but it had to be another it cinematic universe. Justice Smith? No. No, I can't sink to that level. But Howard the Duck. Anyone ever seen that before? No. I haven't seen the original movie. You know. Save yourself an hour and a half of your life that you'll never get back. Because it is pure garbage. I'm pretty sure it's either from the early 90s or late 80s. Me and a buddy of mine who's not here, but obviously... He watched it with me, and the two of us just died laughing at how bad it was for about 20 minutes, and then the laughter went away and was just purely replaced with, like, what the fuck are we watching this for? Like, this is horrible, right? What the duck are we watching? Yeah. (laughs) You're so punny. (laughs) But anyways, so I said, let's smash them together in the dirtiest way possible. So what is the best way to do it? Let's just take all the dinosaurs off Isla Nublar and replace them with equal-sized ducks. (laughs) Oh so, so instead of the huge Brachiosaurus... I thought you said I, you had a bad answer for this. <laughs> this is terrible. So, so it, instead of like the huge Brachiosaurus reveal, we can just have like a picture of Howard sitting in his chair and he's, and he's Ogis. He's like 300 <laughs> feet tall and you got Dr. Grant there taking off his sunglasses going, it's a, it's a duck. It's a duck. <laughs> It'd be so good. And then like instead of raptors in the kitchen, you can just have tree ducks poking through the along. kitchen having a look right see the little like the, the what are they called on the bottom the webbed feet just going along yeah. the bottom of the floor i think it'd be perfect but anyways <laughs> oh my lord would that's they, my idea would they be like cartoon ducks or like oh no no CGI they got, they got ducks. Look good and welfare like they did in the original so yeah, what like, was that back then they were like puppets almost okay. they were almost like puppet ducks like they weren't cgi that was didn't exist back Box then. Box yeah. Deluxe for there that. There was some anyway, CGI so. in that, though. There, yeah, but some welfare CGI. Like, there was some Tesla lightning in it, I think. Okay. That's, that's about as CGI'd as it got. Yeah. But no, these ducks are just pure puppeteers. Perfect. Just slap them in there. Have a great big giant one for the Brachiosaurus. Replace Rexy with the duck, with Howard, or maybe the girl duck, if you want to. What's her name? I can't remember now. I'll one. Google it. But anyways... Yeah, it'd be perfect. <laughs> All right, that sounds like trash. I think that's a great answer, Josh. This is some pretty different answers. I mean, you and Ham were kind of on the well, same page. Well, I never uh, wrote a fucking script for it. No, I know. <laughs> I didn't I, know this was required. I well, got as I mean, far as Kathy and the Magic Cigarettes and Bugs Bunny, but... If there's any producers out there that want to produce it, I mean, come on, send me an email, you know? It's, I, it's just gold. It's waiting. <laughs> I think if you made, like, a Michael Bay cinematic universe, but including Fast and Furious... 
I think that'd be, be the worst thing. Be solid gold. All right, I'll I'll do some revisions and I'll have uh, the Terminator, <laughs> the Terminator, the the Ninja perfect. Turtle, Ninja <laughs> Turtles in here for next week. It'll be perfect. But yeah, I think I think we've kind of exhausted that. Uh, Josh, what's your topic? Well, my topic for this week is seeing how we're sort of talking about you know where we're all how we all got together basically for this show. I figured we could sort of talk about what's our favorite little cozy corner here in St. John's because all of us aren't from St. John's, but we all sort of found our own way here. I'm not, I don't live in St. John's. I live in Cove, but close enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just wanted to get to know where you guys like to hang out. Like I, we have very different tastes. Okay. <laughs> Other than me and Josh, well, we're two I mean, peas we're, in a pod. Oh, peas and carrots. Right. But in terms of, uh, in terms of, yeah, where do you like to go? I'm, a, you know, <laughs> I bet you can't guess. Product placement. <laughs> right? But in terms of, yeah, where do you like to hang out? What gets you going? What's your favorite beverage and where do you like to hang out and drink it? So my favorite spot actually closed down like a few months ago. What was my it? My favorite, um, Fixed, fixed downtown. that's what I figured. Yeah, Fixed. Um, had great coffee. And it was, uh, it was kind of snooty and hipstery, but oh, like yeah. it was homey at the same time. So I, I really enjoyed just like going down, getting a coffee. Like sometimes I'd walk around first. Sometimes I'd go in and sit down and just, you know, do the MacBook, you know, editing audio bullshit. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I really wish that place was still open. It was, it was a great spot to get a really good cup of coffee and it was just a nice atmosphere. Interesting. I was sort of expecting you to say Starbucks. Well, that's Star- sort of what I was going to guess Ugh. for you. Yeah, if, if this was like first or second year, Starbucks definitely would have been mine. Yeah, like we, we, I don't know, two or three nights every single week, I think we go to Starbucks <laughs> on Kenmount Road. I mean, I don't know how many Frappuccinos I downed those first couple of years, but it was a lot. You remember the, the lady with the bird and the hairs on the bird? Yes, I remember that comment. The bird we're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's what it wound up being. Yeah, there was like a big picture of a very detailed bird next to the, the table we were at. Yeah, but yes, of course I remember that. But to answer your question now, uh, Second Cup's my favorite spot. Up on Stavanger. Uh, Kel- Stavanger, yes, up on, up on Stavanger. I, Unless I like it's live music night, then you won't oh go my God. Jesus. We are cursed if it's the summertime that I always happen to go on the live music night, and it's just absolutely terrible because they play it so loud. I mean, I, I, maybe most people like live music. I hate it because it's always really really loud and you have these musicians coming around just with the <laughs> asking for tips the entire time you can't actually have a conversation which if i'm going to second cup or you know any coffee shop that's what i'm there to do i have coffee and have a conversation so yeah at the second cup i always get my honey vanilla tea latte good spot to go you can look at the starbucks across the street which is all like dark and gloomy and mm. the, the second cup is like the complete opposite and yeah i just like that second cup up there my favorite little nook to go in all right, Gracie, what do you got? Well, when you had asked where is your favorite place to get a cup of tea, that is, without a doubt, David's Tea at the Mall. But that's not a spot to sit. No, no. That's not a spot to sit. But I got to say, I love it there. Everyone who works there is so friendly. I know. I just love them. See, I don't Diana's trust that. the best. Oh, no, they're, they're lovely. I baked them a whole bunch of cookies at Christmas, brought them down. They're so nice. I just lo- So I just need to give a shout out because I just love them. I, um, I got to make a note here. I walk in now and they just say, Matcha, and I'm like, yes, thank you. I don't oh, even have to speak. I walk in with. We're talking about beverages now. Yeah, <laughs> I walk in with the girls, and they go, oh, our favorite customers. Like, I love them. They're so sweet. Anyways, so just huge shout out to David's Tea. Unfortunately, there is no place to sit. That is the the one downfall. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm going out for coffee somewhere, if someone says I haven't seen you in a while, pick you up, we'll go for a cup of coffee. Probably Coffee Matters downtown is where I like to go. Okay. they've always got good desserts around they've got a wide variety of drinks so if someone's not a coffee person they can get something else uh they got a whole bunch of like italian sodas so you know if you want a watermelon soda you can get a watermelon soda because they just pump the syrup in there wouldn't you just get a coke well you can (laughs) if you want what is it what what is an italian soda so that basically that's just when you take soda water and you mix it with whatever syrup you want so if you want to get a a mint watermelon soda. You can if you want to get oh, a pineapple it probably soda. Probably only cost eleven dollars or something. Too, I don't know. I I don't usually get them. It's but. definitely more expensive than like a Coke Z. Oh sure. yeah, Guaranteed. for sure. But yeah. I mean, like you're going to a coffee shop to mm. get something fancy, and they've got nice sandwiches and salad. So if I've got a, if I'm gonna go and meet someone for a cup of coffee to have a chat, usually I say coffee matters unless they've got some kind of preference. 
But what about you, Josh? Which Tims do you prefer? <laughs> well, you know what? That's actually a really hard question to answer because, you know, there's varying degrees of Tim Hortons, right? Here I mean, we go. I mean, I mean, I mean you, got to, you got to break it down to its, to its basic level. So back where we come from, there's one Tims. There was two. In fact, I think Goose Bay is the only place that fucked up a Tim Hortons and it had to close. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe, actually. But now there is another satellite Tim Hortons opened up in the Canics on the base, right? Mm-hmm. Goose, but anyways, goose. so we got used to like take it or leave it mentality. Like if the, if the tea was consistent or not, we were going anyways because they had you proper like monopoly. But out here you got options. There's the Tim's on Thorburn Road. Good spot. There's the Tim's up there on, on Portugal Cove Road. There's the Tim's over in the Pearl, right? So, you know, for me to narrow it down to just one Tim's is a lot to ask. Now, <laughs> was for, your question. For, 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 but, for, <laughs> but, but this is what I'm saying. And that's, I, I did come to a conclusion, but there's a bit of a process behind it, right? So I got to explain it. Okay, walk us through. Walk us so through. here's the deal. If we got to go with where the best tea, the best consistent tea is, it is without a doubt the Tim's on Portugal Cove Road. They, can, they got an average mean wait time of 42 seconds. From order to delivery, right? The new Tim's card works consistently. Everywhere else has fucked up on me at least once or twice. But there they got a consistency of like scan, record, scan, record, tap, and pay. Perfect. Works at best kind. Damn, it looks like you want to say something. You're shaking your head. You're so upset. So, well, I mean, mean, he's a traitor. (laughs) He's a traitor. I mean, when it comes to coffee, I'm pretty much a whore. So, like, it don't matter. But, like... Is it? Is it? Hold on, now. Hold on. There's more. So, Jesus. Okay. So, keep going. Now, if we're going to talk about the best place to sit down with the beverage, it is without a doubt the Torburn Road one. Yeah. Because you got the, and there's a particular seat I likes to sit in, which and if I know is this. Oh yes. Because we meet up there quite a bit, but I like to sit in my vantage point with my back to the counter, so I can look out the window and I play a little game that while we're there having conversations, I count the ambulances that go by heading towards the health science. And there's always some feller that comes around and plunks down next to us and wants to have a conversation. Usually he's coked out of his tree, but it makes for a good laugh. And it's a good, wholesome experience and sort of adds to the story, right? Blue canoes. Little blue canoes here. Yeah, or you get some skeet come in and when they got to roll up the rim for the bicycle, he gives the wheel. Every single skeet comes in, got to give the wheel a spin on the bicycle. Mm -hmm. So the Torburn Road one probably wins out over the Portugal Cove one simply because of the atmosphere. But with, <laughs> but, with Great regard, atmosphere. but with regard to the beverage, if I had a perfect world, I would take Portugal Cove Road, Tim's, combine it in with Torburn Road, Tim's, create a superstore, and we'd all live happily ever after. Now, is it the location of Thorburn Road, or is it the layout of... It can't be the layout no, no. of Thorburn Road. Uh, it, like, is, right? it is. Yeah. It is. And the reason why is because it's a miniaturized version of what we grew up with yeah, in Goose Bay. Home, yeah. It's a smaller version, so I kind of get a little bit nostalgic when I go in there. And you can sort of like, oh, yeah, it's got, I, I know my way around this, Tim's. Whereas you go to the one that's down there on tops of road and it's a fucking disaster. You go in there, you, you know what I'm talking about, which is just down there across from Dooley's. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I you, go, you go in, there's the only place I ever got in where the line's not straight, comes in on angle, out your door. Mm-hmm. What's good at that? Right? <laughs> I mean, you go in there, you don't even know where to stand, line up. Useless. So, Thorburn Road, Tim's, 100% best place in town. The Thorburn Road kind of messes us up because they cut out a garbage can. And every single time we go to leave, we go to lay it on this garbage can that does not exist, but it exists back home. So that's always- <laughs> you know what I got it done, though. It took me a while to figure it out. All right, let's hear it. So where, what door is that? Right, what is that right next to that exit Drive door? Through. Drive through. So they don't want people walking out in front of fucking cars and getting run over and killed. Well, Whereas back home, fill your boots. I was go on. Say what happened back home? Back home, go on, fill your boots. Right? <laughs> they don't care as long as they got your dollar eighty or two twenty five. Now, mm-hmm. you know they don't care. Get run over. But yeah, no, that's my take on that. So, what do you think? Want to go for coffee or what? Go <laughs> <laughs> for a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> perfect. All right, Grace, what's your topic? All right, well, this is kind of spawned from a conversation I had with my mother when I was home. Um, people often ask, like, if you won the lottery tomorrow, what would you do? So a different version of that is if you won the lottery tomorrow, let's, let's put it at a million dollars. Let's say you won a million dollars. I don't know. I don't buy lottery tickets. I don't know how much you win. That's a low lottery. Okay. So it's more than that. How much do you win at the lottery? I've never bought a lottery ticket in my life. What? How much do we want to set it for? Yeah. Okay, well, let's say 649, pull whatever that is tonight, I think is $15 million or something like okay. that. Okay, so what would you do with that, Gracie? Right. Well, 
I don't want to know what the first thing you would do is. I want to know what the second thing you would do. Because the first thing, it's easy to come up with. Oh, I would, you know, I don't know. Buy a skidoo if you're from Goose Bay, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) 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 But what's the second thing you would do? So it's not the first, very first thing that comes to mind. It's something that's, you know, a little bit lower on your to-do list. But once you've done that thing that you really, really want to do, what are you going to do next? Colton? I mean, my answer is kind of boring, like in terms of the first thing, because I don't have a first thing I'd want to buy. I'd pay off my debt is the first thing I'd probably okay. do, you know, in terms of. And you of, buy a dozen beer afterwards <laughs> with what you got left over. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's not quite that bad. I mean, we're talking $15 million here. My God. But yeah, I, you know, the first thing I do is probably pay off my debt, like buy a house somewhere. I don't know if I'd want to get one in St. John's or where the, wherever I'd want to get one. I got $15 million. That's a lot more than $1 million. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I might buy a couple of houses, buy a house for my mom, you know, pay okay. them back some for the help they've given me. But in terms of the answer to your question, like what would I want to do is if I had, I'll go with a million dollars because once we got 15, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I would just, you know, I'd want to self-finance a short film. I'd put a lot of money into it back here. I'd make sure that. You know, I'm waiting to hear back from a couple of grants. Hopefully I'll get some mm-hmm. money to actually make a short film mm-hmm. with some professional people. But that's what I would do. If I had any amount of money at all with a million dollars or with $15 million, you could have a fully mm-hmm. professional cast. You know, no, I wouldn't want to cast, like, I don't know, Chris Pratt. You know, it's still like you. me. <laughs> yeah, or you or, or me. I certainly don't want to cast me. But what about Australian Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> he'll be available. I'll put him in the background. Yeah, he'll, he'll be a good background actor. But yes, yeah, so I, I just want to, I'd want to do a short film. I have so many different scripts and so many yeah. different ideas. So that, that would be your number two thing. That would be my number two thing after I paid off my debts. And okay. if you don't want like boring answers, like I'm going to diversify investments. No, 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 no. Sure I want real I answers. Don't go bro- broke. You, you mean know? intelligent things? intelligent answers I, I i don't think i don't think i would wind up diversifying investments right away i would definitely have to buy something with okay. it and you know hopefully a short film or something like that would be something that would just exist forever it wouldn't mm-hmm. be like a tv where in like another 10 years if i get another good sony um that it just dies so yeah i'd, I'd want to go with something that's going to last and something that could possibly further my career and get me on the right path i want to be if it went well so okay yeah that's what i would use my money for right ham what about you all right, so I'd probably do something similar to himself over there. I'd most likely, after like you know, buying a house, paying off whatever debt I have, all that stuff, I would probably set out to build a studio. I don't know if it'd be, I don't know if I live in St. John's still. Honestly, I might. Goose Bay, is it? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I'd probably end up just building a home studio. Um. Where, where would you want to go then if you were thinking, do you have a place in mind of where you'd want to move to set up your studio? Because for people in the movie business, it's pretty obvious everyone goes Los Angeles, so I didn't even bother mentioning it, right? Like, where yeah. would you want to move for music? Um, if it, if it, no, no, probably not. <laughs> if, if it was still in Canada, it'd probably be in Toronto. Good spot. Um, I'm terrible. <laughs> and, like, not even necessarily because, like, it's, like, super nice. Like, apparently, like, trying to set up a studio in toronto is a shithole because you know you have a lot of noise everywhere but like just because there's a lot of musicians there and it's like it's our new york essentially um other than that i think i just i want to travel i haven't gotten to go much of anywhere yeah so i'd probably like i'd probably take a weeb trip to tokyo And I'd, I don't know, I'd like to see some of the UK. I think that'd be nice. Yeah. All right, yeah. Josh, you've got a grin on your face. <laughs> okay, so, you know. What all, studio are you opening? I mean, all these answers are very, very, like, hopes and dreams oriented. So, for me, you know, after I made, if we're sticking with a million dollars here, uh, you know, the first purchase, obviously, would probably be to help out my family. You know, divvy up some of the coin in between, you know, my parents so that they could yeah. do whatever they want to do. But after that, the first purchase. See, this is so easy for me, right? I mean, you guys had these convoluted answers. F-350 Platinum. Oh, my Lord. F-350 Platinum. Diesel Grace is over there. I've got a clue whether I'm talking about a house or whatever. Pickup truck. Oh, it's a car. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. It's not a car. It's (laughs) It's a pickup truck. It's got four wheels. So it's a Super Duty F-350 pickup truck. Jacked up two to nines. Put her up almost as high as the moon. 
diesel motor into her, big bog tires on her, put the snorkel on her, get good and obnoxious with her. I'd have a $150,000 pickup truck ready to go sit in the driveway. Oh my God. Oh, car's yeah. that expensive? Yeah, oh, that oh, thing trucks, will be. Trucks? So on average, like if you if you look at like a pickup truck, you're not getting a pickup truck now for less than $50,000. And that's for a, like a normal pickup truck, like what I got out there. If you want to have like a super duty or a heavy duty truck, Oh yeah, seventy, eighty thousand dollars. It's kind of, it's kind of funny because I had a conversation with a buddy of mine here recently about this, and they were saying, I don't understand why people go out and buy sports cars as a symbol of wealth. Because you go out and you buy a fifty thousand dollar Camaro, and everyone thinks always oh, bucks deluxe. But you can go out and buy an eighty thousand dollar GMC Denali pickup truck, and no one really thinks that is super luxurious or like a status symbol. And here's this pickup truck that is far more expensive than the car. And don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be buying the truck. Just for a status and Bobby Biner, and she'd be going out in the, in the bog. Like, we'd be out there tearing up the wetlands, displacing the ducks, and driving the moose out of the wilderness. <laughs> How are the ducks take cover? <clears throat> oh, my son, he'd be run over long ago. <laughs> but, anyways, that's what I would get because if you got that much money, yes, blow some of it by. Then you can diversify your portfolios and invest in various stocks and e transfers and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, you want to go and have some fun, right? So, for me, fuck yes, I want some big old Jesus truck, right? Absolutely. So then after that, if I got anything left over, I'll spend my money wisely. But okay. until I get that box satisfied, we're going to be wasteful. All right. Yeah, no, the, the reason I thought of this is because, that, you know, it's a, it's a conversation that comes up every once in a while. And uh, I was talking to my mother about it. And she said, your father's answers always make me feel so bad because anytime my dad answers this question, it's always now my dad, God love him, still coaches my soccer team that I haven't played on in five years. I haven't lived there in eight years, but he still coaches these girls because when my friend Alyssa was eight years old, he promised her that he would coach her as long as she played and she still plays. So he still oh coaches her. Like he's just, you know, he's one. He needs he's, to get a truck and go bag hopping. <laughs> but anyways, he's a new hobby. this topic comes up, he always says like, I'd buy all the soccer girls, new cars. I'd, you know, the community pool that we grew up in, I, you know, give them $100,000, get them to redo the whole thing, you know, all this kind of stuff. And my mom always feels really bad because she always says, all I want to do is take a trip. I want to go traveling with my family. And he's making me feel like, I don't know, greedy or something like that. And so it was interesting because my, my answer was kind of in between the two, because my first thing, kind of like you guys, first thing, pay off my debts, Mm -hmm. you know, get rid of my mortgage. I'm lucky I don't have student loans. I don't have credit card debt. I've got a mortgage. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, not a huge mortgage. My house is the size of a postage stamp, but still. (laughs) But um, the second thing I think I would do is I would pay off all of my friends' student debt. Because there is just so much, and I've got so many friends who have invested a lot in their education, and they just didn't have the money to pay for it. I was very lucky because my parents had saved for my education, and I just look at all of my friends who every paycheck that they get in after they've graduated, they got to put so much of it back towards their education and they're struggling. And I just, I think that that's what I would do with my, what about my truck second loans? thing. <laughs> you <made them> <laughs> well, <laughs> I, <laughs> well, if it's $15 million, sure. <laughs> that's the girl. Perfect. But yeah, no, that's just kind of, it was a conversation I was having on a walk with my mother. And I just thought that was a good podcast topic. Well, what it's about- interesting, Grace, because we actually know someone from back home who did win a substantial amount of money. And in Goose Bay, there's been a few people that are after winning money. Mm-hmm. And I had the pleasure of getting to know one of these fellers who won quite a substantial amount of money. I believe it was in the tens of millions of dollars. It was, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. it was amazing how humble he stayed. He mm-hmm. was a part of a guitar group that I started in Goose Bay. And he would sit down. And if you never, if you never knew the difference, you would never be able to tell just by his mm-hmm. mannerisms or the way that he acted that he was a multi-multi-millionaire, right? And, but the very first thing he told me, because I did ask him point blank, I said, geez, boy, you know, what did you do when you won that? He said, I took off instantly. I got out of town until the stress <laughs> and, and the, like, the realization and the reality sort of set in as to, okay, this is done now. This happened. What are we going to do? Because you got to think very carefully about this stuff. Because if you start dishing out money to people, mm-hmm. like, how would I differentiate who, what aunt I like more and give more money to? I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to talk. Right. You know what I mean? So he told me that pretty point blank. He traveled for like two or three months to make some big major decisions before he came back to town. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a fun topic, but it's also one that you never know. Bobby, I buy 649. Please come on. Yeah. Give me the numbers. Right. <laughs> Could be. I hope to be in that situation someday. Be awful. No, you say bye. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. 
Pam. Wanna... Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> zoned out for a second. Whoops. <laughs> um, so, I wanted to bring up how we all met. Great topic. So, <laughs> I'm going to start off <laughs> with how I met Mr. Man over here because... Better do the story justice. <laughs> You can you can key in All if right. you want. All right. So I we were ten years old, I want to say, or nine. It was the first day of grade four. <laughs> the first day of grade four, yeah. I walk into what is it, Peacock Elementary? Yeah. Trying to make some friends. I go down to the lockers. <laughs> I see Mister Man here talking with another person about the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Mm. Me being the person I am, I said, "Oh, that's a that's a great game. I just beat it." What were Ham's first two words to me? Probably fuck off. Yep, that's <laughs> yeah, that's what they were. That sounds about right. Great yeah. friend of Valley. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great game. I love that. Fuck off. <laughs> so, you know, of course, best friends right away. <laughs> Set it off, right? Set yeah. it off. That's pretty good. That's excellent. Nice touching no, moment there. But in particular, how we became friends is, I think, the better story. <laughs> so I was, I was sitting here, you know, drawing out of my, uh, you know, Legend of Zelda manual i think i was probably needed because he didn't beat the game on his own <laughs> yeah <laughs> fuck you um <laughs> and i was i i think it was i was gonna color him so i walk over to mr man over here because i knew that he drew in class too because i was like what a nerdy mouth breathing breathing like <laughs> i i mean back kid. back then if you were drawing in class People would kind of gather around and look at it. It was a cool thing to do. I mean, when you're in grade 10 and still drawing dragons, it's no longer cool. <laughs> but in grade four, if you could do it and do it well, I mean, you get the eye of everybody. So, yes, yeah, so, you know, people knew that we both drew in class. So I walk over to him and ask if I can borrow his pencil crayons. And he was like, no, no. Of course not. Like, I, look at his I, first words to me. Well, to be fair, yeah, I was a bit of a cunt. But... <laughs> So, being the um, the defensive, angry little child that I was, I smacked his head off of the window because I thought he was talking shit to me. Right, straight out of the down. valley, straight he out of the valley. He took the pencil crayons by force with he took fire his, and blood. Yes, and <laughs> smacked my head off the windowsill. So I punched him in the lip, and we were both sobbing in tears. Sent to still the, in grade four? Yeah. Still in grade four. Yeah. Sent to the principal's office. And from then on out, I think we were friends ever since. Yeah. <laughs> kind of joined houses. You know, we could draw, you know, while Ham was drawing something from his Legend of Zelda book, I'd peek and see what he was drawing and draw it faster. Like I've said before, <laughs> share pencil crayons, which I don't even know why we'd bother with because it would always make the drawings way worse. Every time. Garbage. <laughs> but yeah, that's, you know, that's how Ham and I met. Yeah. Josh, how so. did you factor into the, the picture there? Well, like a blossoming flower, I came later, right? <laughs> I came into the picture probably. See, I had a very different group of friends. I was sort of all over the place in high school in terms of friend you groups. Were, yeah. I had, you know, Skadoo crowd. And then, believe it or not, I was actually quite heavily involved in like the drama club. Mm -hmm. Oh, at, no, it at, shows at, from at, earlier. At, definitely. <laughs> I know. I learned that, uh, that accent in grade eight. See, I wasn't getting beat up. <laughs> I wasn't nursing around doodling, so I was learning. But no, I was actually pretty heavily involved in that for at least junior high. And then more so into high school, I kind of got into the skidoo crowd. But on top of that, what was really huge at the time was like uh, playing Xbox and Call of Duty and stuff like that, right? So that's how I met Mr. Man here was through... I mean, and of course, ham come package and parcel with that yeah. um, was through another mutual friend of ours. Uh, I used to play Xbox Live with him. There, there was a few of us used to play actually, and I was quite good friends with his missus at the time. And uh, yeah, I come to meet Mr. Man here and we had something well, in common at the time. Well, what happened? Oh, <laughs> what he's yeah. getting on with? We were playing Gears of War 2, Horde mode. I remember it like it was yesterday. And Still fantasizing. We both happened to get dumped on the same day. And how it came up was, as we were playing Horde mode, and we just did terribly. Like, let's say we lost in round two or something. Something that's impossible to happen. But, of course, on this terrible day, mm -hmm. it happens. So I, I just remember saying to the guys, like, sorry, guys. It's me today. You know, I'm having a terrible day. 
And Josh over there, the proper Newfoundlander, trying to one-up me. Oh, no. I, <laughs> my day was much worse. I said, your day then. I said, they're all day. gone. Yeah, I was like, there's, there's no way that your day was worse. I was like, I got dumped today, and I was with this girl for like a year and a half, you know, in high school. That's a long time. Yeah. So he was like, wow. I was with a girl for, what was it, like two years, Something whatever? Like that, yeah. And he got dumped me. the exact same day. So, true, yeah. So we kind of commiserated on that, and we, our mutual friend James, I think he was half drove crazy having to sit around <laughs> us, you know, just sobbing basically for three or four months straight about it. And uh, yeah, I mean, quick friends from that, I think, you know, just misery loves company, I think. Pretty much. And then, of course, when we would go bopping around, income ham. And I can still see it today with the long hair and the pink gloves. You used to go around with these pink gloves. We'd be walking up Hamilton River Road to get her skulking around for something to eat. And there he'd come, bright and beautiful, walking down Palliser. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, I, I remember there's one time in particular that, like, I think we went over your house. Mm-hmm. And we watched Theodore Rex. Oh my God. How can <laughs> you forget? What a film. What a great film. And, and then, yeah, we watched Theodore Rex and walked to Tim Hortons, right? And I, I worked at Tim Hortons at the time. And this isn't considered stealing. Scrounging. 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 But I, worked Scrounging. At, I worked at Tim Hortons and I remember on the night shift, they were getting ready to throw everything out anyways. It was probably two o'clock in the morning. So I just walked in behind the counter and they were getting to throw everything out. And I just grabbed like some yogurt. I mean, which they probably weren't going to throw that out. But <laughs> grabbed some donuts and some muffins and stuff. And we just sat down and chatted yeah, for a few hours. Yeah, I think Theodore Rex definitely sealed the deal. For sure. <laughs> well, Ham, Ham uh, I got to tell you this because I got to bring it up. Do you know what my favorite like childhood memory of you is can you take a guess what's my favorite ham moment from growing up what do you think it is oh, i know it what do you think it is i know i'm pretty iconic I where do we where, where do we spend a lot of time where do we always end up no matter where we were sauntering around town we'd always come to this one watering hole where was it fuck then mot She's Close. for sale now. He's talking about Midway is what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah. So Midway. Poor old Midway. So, I mean, we'd always end up the Midway. Usually we go to Kentucky Fried, have something to eat, and then walk across the street, sit down Midway, have something else to eat. Right? Got to. Like, like you would. You know, you got to double down. And this one particular time, <laughs> he knows what I'm yeah. going to say. So we sit down, right? And anyways, she was chinch. She was block solid in there. I mean, you couldn't get no more in there if you tried. And there was this youngster. Scratching. He was probably about, I don't know, a year and a half, something like that. Infant, <laughs> probably. Young. Yeah, barely out of the womb. But, anyways, he was screeching and screeching and screeching. We were just all sort of rotted because it was minus 40 out, right? And we didn't want to have to leave and go somewhere else. No, and they were seated crazy. in the booth directly behind us, and the parents weren't really doing anything to quiet the kid. I mean, they were just eating, I think, and leaving the kid scream. Before we even had a chance to discuss, like, all right, boys, what's the option here? What's the game plan? Ham twists around in his seat, leans over the top and goes, fuck off! <laughs> Screams at the youngster and by the shit, he shut up some fast. Yeah, the youngster <laughs> shut up and neither of the parents said anything either. It's just quiet. Yeah, anyways, that was it. We eat our, our burgers and snake bites pretty quick that time. I, yeah. I think we were all shit baked. We were going to get kicked out. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about the time that... Um, I made a shiv out of a Coke can. Oh my God. But that's another great story. Yeah. That's another good one. Yeah. Star Trek 2009. Well, he wouldn't shut up, would he, Ham? Uh, he had a common. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, I guess we got to incorporate Gracie into this yeah, trifecta here now. Yeah, I'm late to the party. So, Colton, you and I met. Uh, so, when we moved to St. John's, you were the first person I met. Mm-hmm. Um, I was standing behind you in line. Well, two people behind you in line to get our keys for Rez. And I was like nervous out of my head, so shy, didn't know what I was going to do. My plan was to get here, study, get straight A's. With all my transfer credits from SAGEP, I figured I could be, have my undergrad done in two, two and a half years and just head back home. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was my plan. I wasn't planning on making any friends or anything. And my mom is like trying to, you were chatting with the girl who was standing ahead of me in line. You were so excited because you were in the big city. Um, And I just wouldn't say anything. And my mom is like, talk to your, you know, like the the nice young people over here, you know, (laughs) make friends. And so finally, my mom like pushes, either makes a comment or anyway, I get roped into the conversation. And we start chatting a little bit. And uh, I remember one of the first things you asked me is, have you been to the mall yet? 
great spot. And you you asked me if I was excited to be in the city. And I told you, actually, I moved here to get out of the city because I hate the city. And, you know, we got chatting. Anyways, when we got to the point where we were separated from our parents because we had to get our pictures for our ID. Mm-hmm. That was when you and I realized we had the same birthday. Yeah. And that was when our mothers also realized that we had the same birthday. So while we were separated from our mothers, they ordered us those Chartwell's birthday cakes. Yeah. They ordered you vanilla and me chocolate with the intent that we would meet up and swap cakes and very indicative of our personalities come September 30th. I had sliced mine up very nicely, I think put it in Tupperwares, and I went over to deliver you some. And I saw that you and Josh had just gone at it with these plastic <laughs> Not cut, not, not even like from the edge. I think it was from the middle of the cake, yeah. and I was scandalized. Well, it was for eating by it, not for, not for transporting. I had one plate, and I was going to dirty it up full of icing, you know, <laughs> me him with the fork going to it. And I think it was like all gone pretty much, too, when you came over. Yeah, but I, I probably wouldn't have even run into you on our birthday because we didn't exchange phone numbers or anything. I figured I was never going to see you again. Well, that's what I figured too. And that's right? kind of my university thing is like, ah, I'm not going to bother to get to know this person. I'll never see them again. Yeah, you know? Here we are eight years later on a podcast. Yeah. But um, it was, I was in a different res than you and I ran into one of your friends and he mentions I'm from Goose Bay. I said, I know someone from Goose Bay. Turned out the two of you were really good friends. And he was going to go eat at, Red, uh, at Dining Hall at the Coughlin table. And he mm-hmm. invited me to go along. And so that's how I came to sit with you. And that's where I got to know Josh was in at Dining Hall. But <laughs> good spot, guys, good spot house, I think is how you met Ham as same, well. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. So Ham was over there. It was I had heard a lot about you, but I hadn't met you. I only met you very quickly. Mm-hmm. Though. He's a man think, of mystery. Yeah, I think exactly. I was like dropping something off to him. I can't remember what it was, but the second time I met you, I don't. I, you probably remember this. I don't oh, know if you remember course. this, Ham. Yeah. You were over. You were still living up in Portugal Cove at the time. Oh Jesus! And oh, yes. um, you were over. This was back when you still had long, long hair still and an everything. Cemetery was it? Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. And uh, so you had come over. And for whatever reason, I stopped by your house. I don't know what it was, but you're sitting there eating like Mary Browns or something, like something full of meat. And I said, well, Ham, what are you eating? I bet you once. I'm like, well, what are you eating? And Colton's just like, I don't know. And just eating <laughs> your Mary Browns. And here I am devastated that you haven't got anything to eat. Uh. And so I ran back to my apartment, which was in a different building. And I made you a quiche. Oh, and that poor quiche. And I, I, I brought it back and you ate some of it. I don't know how much of it, but you had never heard of a quiche before. You had no idea what My it was. My mom was not making any quiche when I was growing Fire up. Geez, he had sure. a whole box of taters to eat by if we were at Mary Brown's. Yeah, why am I going to worry about quiche? Well, Ham was probably hungry. Anyway, so Ham eats anything. Ham <laughs> yes, he's like a shop back, boy. <laughs> any, any taters left over, he could have had them. But anyway, so you didn't know what quiche was, Colton. So you didn't refrigerate it and you left it on your counter for like five days. Mm. And then when I came over next and I saw it there and I was like, oh my God, throw this out immediately. You were like, why? So it's eggs. You can't just leave it on the counter. I mean, Ham but, didn't put it away and I didn't know what it was. It looked like an alien to me. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, so that that's how I kind of fit into the picture. And then I, who did I adopt first between the two of you to come live at my house? Colton, you lived with me for a little while and then you left. And then Ham, Ham you were, second you were yeah. homeless and yeah, you moved homeless. in. The storm of 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking remember that. I was on vacation. And I yeah. ended up moving a refugee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it was wild too because I was out in Toronto and I don't even know how I realized that Ham's apartment complex was destroyed in you a probably windstorm. saw it on VOCM or something. I saw it somewhere. I was just out in Toronto. So I text Ham. I was like, Ham, did your apartment get destroyed? He said, yeah, I'm going to be homeless tomorrow. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm finished living on this person's couch. I was like, oh my God. Well, Grace has an extra room. You could probably live with her. So yeah, that's how you guys winded up living together. Yeah. yeah. But you had lived with me briefly before, before yeah. you went to Toronto. Then you came back from Toronto and you mm, lived, lived with again. me again. And then yeah. we were five in the house and then you two got your own place. So, yeah. 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 And I'd be remiss if I didn't tell how Ham got the nickname Ham. Oh, because of we, course. Because we all refer to it. I mean, you know, we've all kind of, you all said how you met me, but Ham, just one year after he told me to fuck off, <laughs> I wrote a speech on my best friend, <laughs> which was William. And midway through the speech, and you I love public speaking so oh, much. I love that- public speaking. Yeah. I mean, if people don't notice how red I get sometimes <laughs> on this podcast, I mean, it's pretty obvious. But yeah, I was doing my public speaking, you know, doing my speech. 
and I messed up his name midway through. And instead of saying William, I said Wilham. And everyone bust out laughing was in the class. Miss Murphy? No, no, Miss Brumfield. Miss Brumfield. Miss Murphy was grade four. Okay. But yeah, grade, grade five, I talked with my best friend, Will Ham. And eventually, just over the years, it just got shorter, shortened to Ham. So he's just always been Ham to me. And Ham to pretty much, if they met Ham through me, yeah, that's his name. Ham, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. But I think you did a yeah. speech on a, a toilet and you wound <laughs> up breaking, like cracking up halfway through and breaking yeah, down and didn't finish. Yeah, I couldn't finish it because I just wrote some like dumb shit about a toilet. <laughs> yeah, I was. I I don't know. Like, I don't know if I like have like a like a hard time public speaking. Like, I can't finish sentences, but like that's just how I talk. <laughs> See, integral speaking in general. I don't know. You could probably be prime minister based on what we got into now. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember you talking about them throwing sewage into the streets. And you started breaking, like breaking down, laughing, like just in tears, and just keeling over. And then that was the end of his speech because he couldn't <laughs> couldn't continue. So excellent. But yeah, with with that out of the way, I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, you know, we're your last podcast, and this was episode ten. So hopefully, it's a half decent episode. And you know, if not, thanks for sticking it out this long. So. Um, <laughs> If you, if you like what we're doing here, make sure to subscribe to the podcast feed to, you know, never miss a new episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Too needed for 50 people, so come on. And uh, I'm Colton. Oh, I'm Josh. I'm Grace. Oh. That's Ham. That's me. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back with a new episode next week and every week thereafter until our last. So thank you for watching. Thank you. See you later. Get out of here. <laughs> Good.